Through this series of squad goals we've been talking about, we want to be the type of squad, aka church, who doesn't just impress through pictures and videos, but we want to be a church that impacts our community. And so this series, that's what we've been talking about. If you've missed it, you can go back on YouTube, Spotify, um, and, and check those messages out because they're, they're, they're vital to our church, okay? Next week will actually be the first week that our kids' wing is going to be open. Uh, amen? Yeah, we're excited about that. Uh, doors are going to be hung tomorrow. Uh, that way we, we can have... Uh, every area of our church uh, getting open, and, and our kids are going to be excited. I'm so pumped for next week. Um, but but these, these weeks have been crucial because we're just talking about, man, this is who we're going to be. This is the kind of church, because technically we haven't even promote, been like saying, hey, our church is open. You guys have just, uh, we've had some new families, but for the most part, it, this is people who've been here uh, through the school and from the beginning, and, and now we're ready to walk into a new season as a church here at our home. And as we do that, there's got to be some things that we walk out, okay? And so that's what we've been talking about. If you have your Bible this morning, we're going to be in Ephesians chapter 5. Uh, if y'all remember, man, uh, how many of you were here through this series? Man, we walked verse by verse through the whole book of Ephesians, and it was so good. Uh, I'm excited. To, I'm already planning out uh, for 2023 the, our next book that we're going to walk through as a church. I'm excited. Uh, but for now, we're just going to reference back to a simple verse in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 8. Uh, let me encourage you, bring your Bible, bring your Bible, uh, learn how to navigate that thing, even if it's on your phone. Uh, this is my Bible, okay? I, I, you can, I have it highlighted, man, this is, this is what I use. So whatever you use, bring it to church, that way you can reference back. And uh, if you don't have it this morning, though, they're going to put it on the screen. So Ephesians chapter 5, verse 8, I want to, uh, first let me give you some context. If we claim to love Jesus and we claim that Jesus loves us, that should do something to you. That should make you change some things about you. Um, and, and so we have to read this in the context of, man, Jesus loves me, and because he loves me, verse 8 says this, for at one time you were in darkness. How many of you know the past you? How many of you are thankful you're not the past you? Amen? Any amens this morning? I am thankful, man. There, there was, uh, there's times where I tell people, I had a conversation with a, a friend of mine yesterday. I told him, man, I'm not the same person I was a year ago, thank God. And, and a year ago, um, and I, I was still in the same position. I was doing what we're doing. But God, because of his love, he changes us. The Bible calls it sanctification. And that's a process by his grace. And so uh, I want to read that again. For at one time you were in darkness, past tense, you were. So that, that, that's no longer what you're walking in anymore. But now, everybody say now. But now you are the light in the Lord. That is good news. And therefore, it says this, walk as children of light. Walk as children of light. Of like, I don't know about you, but my children, um, you know, they have my last name. They carry my last name. And so they are expected to walk in such a way that doesn't embarrass our family, doesn't uh, bring bad name to our family. Uh, same as when I was a child, my father taught me, hey, the Rodriguez name, this is what we stand for. This is who we are about. This is our family values. This is who we are. And so this is who we are as a church. As a church, we must walk in the light of of the Lord if we claim to believe the Bible, love the Bible, know the Bible, and know the God of the Bible. Because if we claim that He is love and that we should, that uh, he, he, that's who He exemplifies, that's in essence who He is, that should do something to us and make us walk in such a way. Okay? 
And I want to jump now uh, to another verse because uh, that, that's simple. That's a simple verse that you can read and you can say, okay, uh, Ephesians is telling us we need to walk in the light of the Lord. But how do I do that? There's things that he lists off in the book of Colossians uh, a few books over if you want to jump there. Colossians chapter 3, verse 7 through 8. And I'm actually, I didn't give them this verse, so it's not going to be up there, but I'm going to start in chapter, or verse 5. It says, so put to, put to death, therefore... If you're going to walk in light, you need to put some, to death some of the things in your life. Because remember, those are from your former. Those are from the, dark, the old you, the days you walked in darkness. And some of us claiming to be Christians. Now, I'm talking to people who claim to love the Lord and know the Lord. If you're going to claim, make those claims, you need to start putting to death some things. I don't want to be a church where I come up here and it just seems as if I give a TED Talk. Okay, I, I've said this over and over, man, we're a church of grace, we love grace, we live out of His grace, um, and so therefore it calls us to live in such a way. He, uh, Paul, people ask Paul in the New Testament, so if God is so big and so loving and so gracious, can I just do whatever I want then and I'm good? And he goes, no, 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 no. Because of this love, again, it should change you. And here's some of the things that Paul tells uh, this church, put to death therefore what is earthly in you. Some of us got some things in us that are earthly, the old way of thinking, old way of living, old way of doing things. And some of us were like, how many of you ever heard an adult say, man, that's just the way I've always done it. That's just the way I've always thought. That's just the way I was taught. And I tell people all the time, man, I think that's one of the worst excuse, well, one of the worst excuses that an adult can use because when our, our children make mistakes, we say, hey, no, 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 you need to do this. Why? Because this is how you do it, right? Same thing as Christians, we claim to love this book, claim to love the person of this book, but man, we still walk in our old ways and we use excuses and justify it by saying, that's ah, just who I am, that's just what I've always done. And in light of Scripture, He doesn't allow us to think that way. It does lead us to live out of that love, so we have to put to death what is earthly in us. And He lists some things, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desires, covetousness, which is idolatry. All those things are idolatrous. Why? Because they're about me. They're all, that, that, that's all uh, idolatry is. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming. He's saying, look, all these things, the wrath of God will come on these things. We, we serve a holy, but we serve a just God. Amen. And in his grace, he, he must bring wrath on those things. In these, you too once walked when you were living in them. There it is again. You used to walk in those things. You used to walk. That's not who you are anymore. First Corinthians tells us we're a new creation in Christ. But now you must put them all away. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. I think it's interesting. One of the first things that he tells us that we need to put to death are things that come from our mouth. Why? Because the Scripture says that life and death lie on this thing. James tells us that the only thing that can control our tongue is the Holy Spirit. So Scripture is very clear about our mouth. Either righteousness, goodness can come from it, or death can come from it. And so uh, that's what we're... I'm, I know the kiddos are in here, and so I'm not going to spend too much time uh, today, but I do want to encourage you this morning to walk in the light of the Lord. Let's pray. Father, I thank you that we are no longer who we used to be. Father, there's people in this room who don't have to be 
that old self anymore, that you want to give them a new life. You want to give them uh, a heart of flesh not, and take away the heart of stone is what your scripture says. And so, Father, I thank you this morning uh, that you can do a work in all of us, Father, and that you would remind us to walk in righteousness. We love you, and we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Years and years ago, I went on a trip, and, and I'd spent uh, about a week at this place. And from the moment, just to give you some context, uh, I got saved when I was 15, felt called to the ministry when I was 16, uh, went off to Bible college at 18, graduated at 21, um, finished all that, and I began walking in ministry as a children's pastor. Uh, and then I became a youth pastor, executive pastor, and, and I'm here today. Uh, I say all that because my entire life, my entire adult life, uh, I've been a pastor. Now, uh, I, I, let me say this. I'm not a poor me kind of guy. I'm one of those guys like, you keep moving forward, let's go. Uh, but some of those times, I allowed myself to say, man, I just want to be a regular person. <laughs> uh, quote, unquote, a regular person. I am a regular person, but sometimes as a leader, as a pastor, you're perceived differently, uh, and, and you should be, rightfully so. The Scripture tells us that you, we, as preachers and teachers, are going to be held uh, at a higher standard. We're going to be held accountable uh, for, for far more uh, than anybody else. The Scripture is very clear that I need to take this very seriously, and I do. Well, in my younger 20s, uh, there was times where I allowed myself not to. And I went on this trip, and, and I got a little wild, and I'm just going to be real with you. I got crazy. I let loose because and, and, I was far away, far, far away. And I was like, you know what? It's time to be a regular person. And at the end of the week, we're packing up our bags, and we're in the lobby waiting for the shuttle to come and get us. And, and you know, you've been around the same kind of people around that whole week. And one of the people at the place that worked there, they said, oh, so, so, so what do you do when you get home? What do you, what do, you do for work? And I was like, oh, I did not want to answer that because I knew how I had acted. I knew what I had done. I, I, act like, I acted like a fool for the lack of words. And, but I had to be honest. I said, oh, uh, I'm a pastor. Uh, and she goes, oh, you're a Christian. And I said, yeah, I'm a Christian. And she goes, I wouldn't have been able to tell this week. Yeah, and I was like, oh, and I just put my head down. But man, God used that in my life, man. He brought such a conviction and reminded me, and if you claim to be a Christian, you must walk as one. You, it is so important that we walk as Christians because of the influence and I'd wonder if I were to walk into your workplace this week, tomorrow, Monday, on a Monday morning, if I were to walk into your workplace and say, man, hey, did you know that so-and-so's a Christian? Would they have the response that I got, they're a Christian? Or they say, oh, yeah, yeah, they show it pretty much every day in their daily life. Man, they're nice to people. They're kind to people. Uh, they, they, they bring uh, good, uh, in our 2021 language, they bring good vibes to the office, right? Which we know those are Holy Spirit vibes. But we must walk in such a light. And this morning, that's all I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you to take a, an audit of your life and say, man, what are some things that I need to put to death? There's some things, in, and I think we all have something we need to put to death. It could be selfishness. It, it, it could be idolatry, what, what the Scripture's telling us. Idolatry is anything that you place above God. It's more important to God. 
And, and you have, that takes real honesty. In our real groups that meet every single week, we talk about, hey, if we want real change in our life to happen, we have to be real honest. Real change doesn't come if real honesty doesn't happen. And so that has to be like really, really honest. Like look at your life and say, man, are there things that are more important to me than God? That doesn't mean you need to just get rid of everything and take everything out of your life. But man, are you, you just ask yourself, am I in the Word? How's my prayer life? If I'm honest, sometimes life gets in the way. Even as a pastor in my prayer life, I, I can begin to tell, man, because my worry goes up, my anxiety goes up, uh, all these things start happening. And I'm like, man, why do I feel? It's because I'm not praying. A pastor recently came out with a book, and I think it's a beautiful title, and I, it's on my reading list, but it says, you worry about everything because you pray about nothing. And it's a play on the scripture that Jesus tells us, hey, don't worry about anything. Don't be anxious about anything. And, and, and so I'm wondering if we were to take a real honest look at our life and ask ourselves, man, have I really been praying? Have I really been in the word? Because let me go ahead and say this. You can't walk in the light of the Lord if you don't read the word of God. It, it is impossible. You can be a nice person, but God, God has called us to such a higher standard than just being a nice person. We have to live in such a way that when somebody looks at my life, they say, there's something different about that person. When everybody else is worried about themselves, for some reason, they just care about if everybody else. When everybody else talks and jokes a certain way, man, they, they don't partake in any of that. I was a part of a meeting a couple of weeks ago, and, and uh, these people decided they wanted to talk about uh, another ministry. And I said, hey, I have to go. And I got up and I left. And I used an excuse, oh, my children. Because I refuse to be a part of talks like that. Don't get me wrong. There's times where I, I, I'm just as human and I find myself talking about someone or, or, or some entity that I shouldn't be talking in such a way. And the Lord just reminds me, hey, are you walking in the light? You shouldn't be speaking of them in that manner. But you have to be real honest with yourself. Because if you're real honest, that's when real change comes. And I've said this over and over and over. Nobody lies to you more than you. I, I told the person I was having dinner with last night, I said, I'm a pretty self-aware person. There's nobody in this room who can come up to me and say, man, you have this about you that you probably need to fix because I know it. I know there's some things in my life I have got to get right. There's some things in my life I need to become better at. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty self-aware. And, and, and because of that, I, I know that the Lord is working in my life. But for a long time, I would just suppress those things. I would push them out and say, nah, that's just how I've always been. That's just how I'm always going to be. Even, and I'm talking little things. You get in a fight with your spouse, I'm one that I'll get really loud when I fight with my spouse and I just tell myself, I gotta change that about myself. I can't use my, my uh, volume to intimidate, right? Those are real honest things that we have. If I want a healthy marriage, there's things with my children. The scripture is very clear. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger. And I do that a lot because I pick on my kids and I mess with them and I provoke them. And I stir them up. Remember last week we talked about, hey, we stir up people, but we should be stirring them up to good works and love. 
And so there's just things I'm constantly taking audit in my life where I know that uh, I, I know I'll never be perfection, but I never want to, to, to freeze or, or what, what the Bible says uh, in a sense to not allow the Holy Spirit to do a work in my life. And this morning, if, if we're real honest, we have to say, Holy Spirit, this is a weakness in my life. This is a struggle in my life because, because of it, I, I want change in that. And guess what? The Scripture says that in our weakness, He may, is made strong. So in your weakness, He uses that to be glorified. Can you think of that for a moment? He uses your weaknesses so that He can be glorified. If you have no weaknesses, then you don't need something outside of you to sustain you and to keep you. Us as Christians, we're claiming, I am weak. I do need help. I need not only help, I need to be saved. I need to be saved from the wrath of sin, which is death. So Jesus, I need you to come and transform my life. I need you to come and change me from the inside out. I'm not talking about behavior modification, okay, because we, we're really good at behavior modification. We can go to places and talk the talk, talk the lingo, and, and, and still be the same person. But I, I, I'm wanting to get on my face and say, Jesus, I really want this transformed in my life. I want to be better with my words. I want to be more encouraging to my spouse. I want to be more encouraging to my kids. I want to be more encouraging to those around me in my workplace. Help me. Because we must put to death things in our life. And so this morning as I wrap up, I want to ask you a simple question. What is it that you need to put to death? Not, not to say, oh, that's just a horrible part about you, but because God wants good for you. There's better for you that's offered at the table of Jesus. But we have to be real honest in order for real change to happen. Raul, you can come back up. I'm, I'm wrapping up. Us as a squad, us as a church, the, the, the Bible uses the, the word uh, ecclesia is what the church means. It's a gathering of people. A gathering of people who are like-minded. Their goal, in a sense, for our words, is the same. Here at Real Church, we know that's Jesus. And that's Jesus alone. And so every day when we wake up, we say, Jesus, I want to be more like you. I want to be more like you. And, and if you've probably heard me pray this on stage before I preach, but when we open up the, God, uh, the Bible, I tell Jesus, Jesus, help me see you in these scriptures. Reveal to me who you are. That's how you should be reading your Bible. You don't read your Bible on, this is a to-do list. Your Bible is, who am I falling in love with? Because the rest will follow. And this morning, I, I challenge you this week, say, there's things I need to put to death in my life, but I can't do it by myself. Because when I'm tired, when I'm angry, when I uh, have a moment of, uh, of selfishness, uh, I'm going to revert back to those things. I'm going to revert back to things that I've always thought, things that I've always done, the, the things that I've always acted. That's just who I am. And some of you this morning, man, you have anger problems. And you let your anger get the best of you. And when you're angry, you speak words that you, you, you wish you could take back. And how many of you know 
just a simple thing. It's like toothpaste. You put toothpaste, you squeeze toothpaste out. Try to put that toothpaste back in the tube. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And that's your words. Once you speak that, you have put those words out into the world. And that's either life or that's death. And some of you need to put to death some of that anger. You, you, you need to steer that anger in, in the right way and have some righteous anger in you. Because let's be honest, some things have happened to some people in this room. You should be angry. You should be angry. But God doesn't want that anger to control you. Some of you in this room, man, all you care about is yourself. All you care about is you getting to your next level in life. All you care about is building your bank account. All you care about is your business. Man, and I'm here to tell you, man, it's not about you. That is a gift. Whatever it, God has given that is a gift that he has called you to steward. He has called you to steward it and to use that. Man, some of you need to put to death some simple things. So, some of you need to put to death uh, s- simple things like, man, what are you listening to? Some of the music that is out in this world, I, I, I'll be honest, I don't listen to music very much at all. I'm a podcast listener, so, but uh, sometimes I'm around some people, uh, my really family, my nephews or my just you know, younger people, let's put it that way. And they turn on some music. I'm a basketball coach too. And so when I'm around those kids, they'll put their music on. I'm like, what in the world? I go to softball tournaments and little girl, 10-year-old, 8-year-old girls are walking up to songs. And I'm like, really? Like, I know the kid didn't pick that, like. But there is power in music. There really is. It's very influential. So what are you listening to? What are you watching? Now, we're all on different levels. You can watch things that little kids can't watch. Some of you can watch things that others can't watch. Uh, I'll, I'll be really honest. I watched the Jeffrey Dahmer story. Some of you, you couldn't handle it. What's even crazier that I watch it is to to, to think that, man, what if we walk into heaven and he's standing there because he gave his life to Jesus? Do we believe that his love is that good, that it's that powerful, that someone so evil on this side of heaven could be in the presence of God forever? So what what are you listening to? What are you watching? I'm saying all this because there's things in all of our lives that we need to put to death. Some of you need to put to death some things in your marriage that's been causing tension. And there's this, there, there's no peace in your home. There's some built up resentment, some, some uh, bitterness. Because eventually it will come out in your words. There's things we need to put to death. Some of you need to put to death some addictions that nobody knows about. Addictions that you think they should be a part of your life forever as long as you hide them. And, and I've shared, and for the sake of kids, I'm not even going to say it, but some of you know, I, and I've said it from the platform, there was addictions in my life that I thought I was going to carry forever and that I would never defeat. And I want you to know that that's not the case, that it can be overcome. For some of you, it's alcohol. For some of you, it's food. For some of you, it's work, money, money status 
There are things we must put to death because when those things become idolatrous in our life, we can't walk in the light of the Lord. My time is up. We can't walk in the light of the Lord if those things are in the forefront of our mind every day. And this morning, how, how do we do that? How, how do we put to death those things? How do I change my way of thinking? How do I change the way that I've done things over and over? You let the love of Christ dwell in you. You sit there and you think. I don't know if you sit there and you think about God's love for you, but I challenge you every day. Take, start off with one minute. Heck, be weird about it. Put a timer on. For one minute, you just sit there and think about how good God has been to you. How good it is that he pulled you out of the darkness that once you walked in. And now you don't have to walk in that. You don't have to walk in that. Can I be clear? You don't have, that doesn't have to be a part of your life. The Bible says that goodness and mercy follow you. So let those things dwell in you richly and those things will change your life forever and you'll see yourself putting death to things like, and you'll realize, man, I don't talk that way anymore. I don't talk about people that way anymore. I don't act that way when something happens. I don't get angry the way I used to. And slowly and surely, you're going to find yourself walking in the light of the Lord. Why? Because he loves us. That's it. Because he loves us. And so this morning, you have to take a real honest look at your life and ask yourself, man, what do I really need to change? Because Ephesians and Colossians is telling me that I need to walk in this. I need to put to death those things and take another step forward tomorrow. Father, we love you.